Welcome to the On Our Way Home podcast. The goal of On Our Way Home is to encourage you to keep taking steps with Jesus, with a good local church, and with a few close friends so that we will stay on Jesus' path, a path of truth which leads to life with the Father. Well, welcome to the On Our Way Home podcast. Uh, Today we are uh, back at it again. I'm Ryan. If you haven't had a chance to watch or listen to the podcast yet, we're glad that you're a part of listening and being a part of this. And uh, with me today is our senior pastor, Joel. So hello there. It's great to have you here. Uh, This is a big week for us, uh, (laughs) sports-wise. Showdown. Otherwise, right. So we we do like our sports a little bit around here. We like our music as well. We're going to be talking competitions. Yes, we're going to be talking about uh, worship and rest and refocus today Mm. on our on the on our way home podcast. But uh, Iowa is playing a a school on the east side of the state today, (laughs) or on uh, actually the game will already have been played, so we don't know what's going to happen. True. U of M versus U of I Owa. So we're going to be going at it and. It could be bad for the Iowa boys. I hope it's a competitive game, a close one, a nail biter. Yeah. So that way ratings will go up and then people right. will be Yeah, it's always better to have a close game than a than a game that's a blowout. So Yeah. And then, you know, Michigan wins by two touchdowns at the end, it'll be all good. <laughs> or by a field goal, Iowa could kick a field goal in the last Ooh. seconds, which has happened in the past. Gotta watch for that. Gotta watch out for that. Kinnick Stadium is a killer, so for many people. And also for the Iowa Hawkeyes because they choke and lose there often. So we'll do, we'll just see what happens. Um, but today we are gonna be talking about Rest and refocus. So we're taking a short little break from our Ecclesiastes discussions. Mm-hmm. Um, we're searching for purpose um, in life through the study in Ecclesiastes. It's been awesome. Yeah, it's been really good and challenging and uh, uh, very, very good to... Uh, all of God's Word is good, but that's this has been a good time for us, I think. Yeah, going to continue it through the rest of the fall, really. Yep, um, right before we dig into our Advent series, which is... Uh, Love came down. Love came down, 1 Corinthians 13. Yep, so love is coming down. Jesus came down uh, to demonstrate God's love for us. So we're really looking forward to that as a body also. But today we're going to unplug from that, Ecclesiastes and anything else, right. and focus on rest and refocus. Review, if you will, a little bit uh, a recent trip with our... Uh, pastors, staff, their spouses got to go down to Nashville for the Sing Conference. Yeah, uh, put on by the Gettys. Yeah, and uh, Kristen and Keith Getty, right, are have been a couple that have written a lot of what they call modern hymns for the church. Mm-hmm. Um, have spent a lot of years doing this, so they've been at this for quite a while. Indeed. And uh, how would you? So we first of all want to say thank you for um, thank you to the church and for uh, allowing us as a staff and you know pastors and wives to be able to get away. It really was a, a special time, a needed time. Yeah, um, we some, haven't done this in a while. No, yeah. So, so this was, I think, the first, and I think this was our first retreat with you being our senior pastor. It was, yeah. So that was it was really good. Why? What did you? Uh, one of the questions I wanted to ask is why is it good to get away, and uh, how can we make a better pattern of work and rest? Yeah. Well, everybody knows when you plan a, a vacation time or something like that, you you look forward to it, anticipate it because of you know the fun that you'll have. Yep. Um, hopefully, some rest you'll gain. Yes. Rejuvenation. Same idea here with this kind of uh, retreat getaway conference that we went to. Yep. And um, 
it, as we started kind of looking for a conference, it was, um, you know, looking at a number of different ones. And uh, I was kind of selfishly looking for something <laughs> where, yeah. um, where I could get a lot of really good preaching I wanted to get preached at. Yeah. Bit. Like I needed my soul to be filled that way. Yeah. And also a whole bunch of really good praise. Yeah. Um, that's what I was kind of. So preaching and praise. Yeah. Was on the, uh, was on the radar. And man, did it knock it out of the park in that. Yeah. Uh, it was really, yeah. So the name of the conference was Sing Exclamation Point. Right. <laughs> which is one of the books right up here. You can see our nice little handy dandy sing book. Sing. Yep. So we are, we're populating our bookshelf with some good stuff. This is the subtitle is How Worship Transforms Your Life, Family, and Church. Uh-huh. Uh, I haven't read it yet, but I am going to. Yeah. And so that was really a good book. This is another one, Corporate Worship by Matt Merker. He's written some really good worship uh songs yeah. really really good stuff we want to read that that's from the nine mark series and right. definitely one and it's how the church gathers as god's people so yeah. Man, it was oh boy it's so good to get away uh, again to get that that rest um maybe a, a yeah that refocus word yeah. that we we're using this morning yeah um just quiet quiet your heart and mind refill it um ask the holy spirit to fill you back up again yeah, yeah. Our culture is too busy, busy, it, too busy, distracted, busy. and too, um, yeah, just very distracted. It's so mm. easy to be having your focus pulled. Um, there are things in this world that we do need to be praying for and focused on. Even, you know, I'm thinking of the, the hurricane in Florida this morning. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some things that are facing our our world. Um, there's definitely some things that we uh, want to be praying for, praying for God to do stuff. But sometimes if we're just uh, going from this event, that event, this... I mean, pull out your uh, little calendar. Yeah. And what does it look like? Yeah. You know, um, especially... It, if you know, like we've got kids running this way and that way, and school and sports and after activities, and what church about parents? Are parents running this way and that way also? Uh huh. <laughs> work this way, work that way, family this way. Right. So work and rest. Right. So God's pattern in creation in Genesis is six days of work. Right. And then one day of refocus. Which is, and he holy he made the Sabbath day or that one day of week holy. Set yeah. apart to focus on him. Right. So Adam's first day of life was really a day of rest. He created on the sixth day and the seventh day, God said, It's all about your relationship with me. Uh-huh. And so, I mean, I, that's a really good thing. And we get out of this work rest uh, cycle. I think it's easy to work, 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 work. Right. And then it's like, well, it's when more do you... like work, work, crash, work, work, crash. Oh, yeah. You know, kind of thing. And this getaway was a real, re, it was a good refocus. It was, you yeah. know, so we had a long drive down to Nashville. Uh-huh. And a night, <laughs> well, it's not that long, but it was long enough. Yeah. And a, a long drive back. So we had a nice little trip down and trip back. But the time there was just really, really incredible. Yeah. Even just a time for our staff together. Yeah. Eating meals and yeah. Um, doing those things. We ate at the wild cow together, so that was fun. It was. That the, was that nice was wild. Little, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite delicious, I yeah, gotta tell it was, you. It was a good vegan restaurant, so that was really nice to be able to do that together and yeah. uh, had some other meals together. That was really, really nice. And, and then really, honestly, just having a little bit of time, too, with my spouse, yes. with our spouses. Yep. We just took some 
uh, date time yeah. together, and yeah, that was it's good. It's healthy. Yeah, I I can remember um, our staff. I can remember I was walking at the back of our staff, walking in and out of different things, and and. Uh, the conference center was really beautiful and nice, and and people were just holding hands with their spouse. Yeah, it's like, oh man, that's pretty nice. Everybody's holding ha- everybody's holding hands and enjoying time together. So, but we want to dig into not only the rest part of it, so but the refreshing part of it also. So it was yeah. a it was a refresh. Um, I writ- wrote down some things and I made some notes. Uh, obviously, the John Piper message uh, impacted me. Mm. And a, a lot of us, I think that was a really powerful message. Was. There was a lot of just the singing together. So, right. The conference is called Sing, and there's a reason because uh, uh, <laughs> right. it was you sang. I mean, everybody who attended, 7,200 people or something at this conference. Yeah. And they really did have us singing a lot, like all the time. There was all kinds of musical praise and worship and that kind of thing. Yeah. But we were involved mm-hmm. in most of it. Yeah. And uh, to, to the extent. You know, you could have lost your voice in just, you know, continual singing, but man, was that good. Yeah. Like, aptly named. Yeah. Uh, and and rightly a way to refill. Right. I think one of the first things that we did together on Monday was to sing this hymn, this old hymn, mm-hmm. um, uh, All People That on Earth Do Dwell. Yeah. It's like, that's not a very catchy title. You know, it's like, well, of course not. It's just the first word, the first line of the hymn. Yeah. That's how they used to name hymns, you know. So, Amazing Grace is named Amazing Grace because that's the first two words in the... In him, so, yep. but that's I just melted because of the uh, melted into the presence of God, and that you were crying like a baby. I was crying <laughs> like a baby, and my wife was like, "Are you okay?" It's Are like, "You all right over there?" This is I'm fine. This I, is good. I, I don't think I can be better yep. <laughs> right now. So there was, and it's, it's not about all the stuff of worship. Sometimes I think we can get all caught up in the stuff, mm-hmm. meaning instrumentalists, vocalists, etc., etc., etc. But this was there was a choir on both sides of the stage right so choir was facing each other um, and then the instrumentalists were there a orchestra down low orchestra down low trumpets oh man I just love brass so I play trombone play trombone in high school mm-hmm. and just love the brass and that especially that high piccolo trumpet coming in during the like verse three it was all varied I noticed the way that Keith led he was up there with his big baton doing his you know waving his arms oh man he was and then he just, wah, you know, you can watch it on, you can watch it on uh, YouTube. Yep. They have the one day highlights of this. Find it, watch it. Oh, it is so good to yeah. just be reminded. Link that. I, I can link it. I'll see if I can uh, get my tech on and link <laughs> link that a little bit there. So powerful. And then the the voices of everyone. There was not a worship leader on this on the thing. No. The congregation led the worship. Yep. It was one of the lines that one of, if you know, you know, kind of famous Southern gospel people, you know Bill and Gloria Gaither. Yeah. And she said something to the effect, and this was like day three or something when she was there. Yep. Uh, She said something to the effect, it's the most amazing thing is actually when a congregation will basically take the song away from you. 
Yeah, from the from the leader. From the leader. Yeah, and, from the worship leader. And take it and make it their own. Yeah. It's one of the more special things and that that was how it was. Yeah. And uh, it, it you know this it was so powerful to be in there, to be in corporate with worship with that many people and the sound and the floor shaking and the Yeah. But this also does apply to us on an everyday basis, the importance and the power of praise to fill us up. Yeah. Right? Because the things of this world are looking to take away from us, empty us, empty us all day long. Yeah. And uh, I know I'm not the only one who feels that, right? And so yeah. if you're daily fighting that battle and feeling this, feeling this empty feeling, um, fill it up with praise. Yeah. Uh, A verse just popped into my head. Jesus told the disciples before he left, and I think it's John 14 or 15, something like that. My peace I give to you. I do not give as the world gives. I give you my peace, uh, wholeness, shalom, you know, this sense full. of full and whole and complete. And mm-hmm. so that, you know, one of the questions I have for us in, in coming forward and for myself too, am I spending enough time in praise in yeah. my life to make my heart glad right. about Jesus? And what I loved, I'm going to transition us into John Piper's message because yeah. mm-hmm. you've got that power of the individual praise that you can do on a daily basis. Yeah. But there's more. Yeah. There's so much more. Yeah. Um, it's fine to be singing on an island by yourself praise. Right. But it's even better if that island has 7,200 people on it and they are all singing to the top of their lungs at the glory of God and shaking the foundations of that island. Right. He said that this it starts in the with the individual, yep. but but it it has to go corporate. Yes. It has to be because that is God's purpose. Yep. A blazingly beautiful bride is more than its parts. Mm. Oh man, he had a, some powerful. Do you have some notes there on his message too? Oh, Maybe you something. Better believe it. <laughs> I could barely keep up. <laughs> yeah, scribble, scribble. He said, "One white hot flame for God, or." A myriad of white hot flames together. Yeah. Well, one one white hot flame is good. Yeah. It'll even illuminate some darkness. Right. Uh, create some heat. Yeah. But if you want the whole thing on fire, yeah, you've got a myriad of white hot flames together. Yeah. The church, the bride of Christ. He said, "A corporate reality is more than a billion solos." Yes. So it's not just that we're getting together and singing a bunch of solos. No. It's it's this um, it's a unified harmony. He said of diverse voices is more beautiful than the voices in unison. Mm. And there's power in unison. Yep. You know, so like when you're singing uh, the doxology, for instance, dun 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 dun. There's no harmonies in that. Right. It's straightforward unison. Sorry for all the people who are not music people. Stick with <laughs> us just for a second. We'll move Hang on. With us. Hang with us. But then. When you get to the amen, you got four, six, eight-part harmonies coming together saying, yes, I am in agreement. We are wah, you know, and it's like, what? The the amen on that that hymn that Keith was waving, I just melted again. You know, it's like, praise be to the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Yes, yes. Amen, amen. Oh, man. Right. And yeah, that the the harmony, unison, like you said, the melody of the power of that unison yes. is great. But even more, yeah, um, is that those harmonies because it represents 
the glory of God is what Piper kept pointing to. Yeah. You have been created for the glory of God. We know that. We say that. All, we can do all things to the glory of God. Yeah. But it's even more glorifying to God in harmony because it represents the the diversity of what he's created yeah. in us. Yeah. Unified together. Yeah. And making this more, even more beautiful sound. Um, that's why he said, you see that also not, you know, just in humanity, but in creation, all the, the creativity of the nature in which he created, even that, the rocks yeah. and the trees and the fields, the fields, the skies, the, the seas. seas. Yeah. Um, they're his handiwork and they all cry out, you know, in, yeah, they don't have a voice, but they're speaking volumes. Right. Glory the, to God. And he says, but that's not even the, the start of it. Humanity in particular yeah. was created with this purpose of glorifying God in praise. Yes. One of the things that Bill Gaither also said is that even in uh, these times when we've been divided over so many different things, racial things, political things, all kinds of things that we've been divided, even his gospel music family, which if you're a Gaither person, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, man, the, you know, the home, you know, the hometown or that everybody's coming back home to sing and they have all these relationships but even some of the relationships within the gospel community family were fractured during the all the divisive stuff that's going on yep but uh, I think he said it was Russ Taft's daughter. Russ Taft was a contemporary Christian singer back in the 80s or 90s, I think. Mm-hmm. Re- really, uh, And his daughter was afraid to walk in to the gospel community family gathering because she didn't know what was going to be there, if it was going to be divisive, or. And, but then they were singing. Yeah. So, so, you have a harmony of voices, a unity in that harmony. So, it's not like harmonies are divorced off doing their own thing. Yep. No, it's all together. It's working together. So, in, in our worship, it's a picture of who we are musically in Christ. You yep. know, we're all in harmony. We're not out of harm. We're not disunified. We're all together. It's just really, really, really what a, powerful. What an awesome way to fight against the, you know, the leading thing of this world is this conflict, this, you know, division and all that. Yeah. And God's given us the means by which to fight it, to battle it. Right. Together. And um, he, he said, Piper said, um, lips are made for glorifying God. God made your lips yeah. specifically for this purpose. Yeah. Um, and then he said, I, I just kept writing all these thing, amazing things, yeah. powerful things. The affection of our hearts are the echo of his excellent glory and ultimate purpose. And the way he just says yeah. it, you know, I can like hear it in my yeah. in my brain. The affection of our hearts, <laughs> the echo of his excellent glory. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's really good. Boom. Yeah, he, there's a lot of boom moments in there. He also said, one of the things that struck me is that it start it starts with our heart. So it doesn't start with our musical ability or disability. It doesn't start with anything. It start our heart has to be. Yep. We have to bring our heart to worship. Worship, that's the greatest commandment. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart. heart. And worship is about our heart. It's right. And so. So if your heart's not in the right place. Right. You have to. You've got to do what David did. Yeah. Post Bathsheba. Right. Repent. Create in me a clean. Yes. A clean heart. Yeah. And God gives us a clean heart when we have uh, believed and trusted in Christ. Then it's a daily. Coming before him. Yeah. Making sure things are right. 
re-emphasizing um, our forgiveness. You know, God forgives us of all of our sins. There's another worship song, uh, Shane and Shane sing, His mercy is more. Yep. Our sins, they are many. His mercy is more. Mm. So much. And Shane just, you know, grabs it. So much more, you know. Crescendos it. Don't, and the guitar player is just strumming the, you got to watch that too. So yeah. maybe I'll link that one in there. His mercy <laughs> is more. Oh, man. When we know how forgiven we are and how merciful God is and how he's united us together. All this happens through worship, through music, through, you know, we were made to worship something, and we will worship something, whether that's the Iowa Hawkeyes or the Michigan (laughs) Wolverines, or I digress. And and worship is not just in music, right? It's it's our life. It's music is is included. Yes, right. Um, Mm -hmm. But that's what I loved about this conference, too, is that they integrated so many forms in which we can worship. They had this little uh, dwarf-looking guy from Lord of the Rings. (laughs) He wasn't actually from Lord of the Rings, but they kept teasing him about it. uh, Reading poetry. Yeah, so the poetry was a part of our worship. Yeah, reading that in, in, you know, this moving way that he had written that God had moved in his heart. Yeah. Uh, A saxophone player. Yeah. Who's just, no words, just... Yeah, going to town on the saxophone like I've never heard a saxophone ever played before. Yeah, yeah he was really, really good. And I think he was a part of uh, Shaylin's uh, church in uh, northern Philadelphia. Yeah, he had played uh, for Whitney Houston's right. big song. Yeah. Uh, you know, and that, you just, the, the reading of scripture integrated. Along with it, yeah. Uh, that one lady who read scripture like I've never heard yeah. scripture read ever. I was just in caps, you know, just, yeah. wow, the way that she was. Yeah, as Genesis chapter uh, 1, I think, creation. Yeah. And as Shailen's wife, I think she's a, yeah. like a v- spoken, spoken word, word. Mm-hmm. poetry. Man, yeah, so all, good? Yeah, all the arts are meant to, and that's what uh, another guy, uh, John Lennox, talked about. The arts are meant to, like, we need the arts. Mm-hmm. Because uh, they they engage our souls, they help us to focus on the beautiful. They, you know, there's so many beautiful things that can happen through. I mean, there was tapestries. I mean, there was weaving. There was right. all kinds of visual things. There were musical things. There were spoken things. There were. I mean, yeah. It's all, but it was all for God's glory. It's yep. all to worship God. So all these different parts and pieces just coming together, right. really, really good. Um, City of Light was there also. So right. that was a, that's a worship uh, uh, worship team from a church in uh, Australia. Yeah, and they've written some really powerful. Hmm. They have a, they had a great philosophy of uh, I was taking a lot of notes on that how to write wor- how to write worship you know you can yeah. uh, it needs to be easy to sing have a tune that's going to become familiar or almost sound familiar so that you can jump right in with the song yeah right uh, keep the keep it within an octave these are all the mechanics of how they do worship but they write their songs slowly right they make sure that they're theologically correct. According right. to the scriptures, the right foundation. Yep, theological simplicity. Mm. But theological simplicity doesn't. It means that they're saying it simply, but it doesn't. I mean, they're talking about things like simple can be also profound. Uh, yeah, right. absolutely. The way that they, you know, uh, what gift of grace is Jesus, my redeemer? I mean, mm-hmm. oh man. I mean, just whew. yeah. That 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 theological simplicity, which. Equals into uh, a basically singable, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. melodically, and anybody can jump in, right? Then Even it if opens, you can't sing, right? Yeah, it opens the door <clears throat> to then um, corporate power in the song. 
Yeah. Because of those things. Right. When everybody, you know, it's really difficult. Sometimes some worship songs, and we're not going to get into, you know, busting out against people here, but sometimes you can go to a concert and the artist is singing beautifully. Yep. And it's a great song, great theological truth, super powerful, very moving. But I can't sing that. Right. You know, it's. Yeah, many of those, especially for like concert setting, yeah. would be written in a solo fashion, or a, you know, not for corporate. Right, and that's not wrong. No, right? it's just different. It's different. Mm-hmm. Um, but what the Sing conference we went to really focused on was corporate worship, was the church, the bride of Christ as a whole. Yeah, and uh, and the, the really the power in that the God glorifying nature of it. Yeah, God created it that yeah. way. So, yeah. Some people might be saying, do you really need to have songs with only just like an octave, like not on, only eight notes in a song? I mean, isn't that kind of boring? It's like, no, not really. And it's more difficult to sing if you have a wider range. Like, mm-hmm. think, for instance, of our national anthem. Yeah. You know, that's it's red. It's like way, the difference is huge. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you're not going to, you might be able to sing in some parts, but then you got to, you know, da, 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 you know, so you got to drop your voice <laughs> to get in there. And a good song will just, there's there's a there's an art to it and there's a craft to it and uh, the church needs people um, even Gloria Gaither was saying that um, needs people to translate songs into different languages uh-huh. because a good translation will help you you know some languages don't have words for stuff yeah you know we don't have words for some things and I mean there's like uh, I think like the native peoples of Alaska have like 14 words for snow yeah we, now, we got one you know so here's an example of that we got to see kind of in action um, while they're at the Grand Ole Opry house yeah uh, they had a oh a Russian young lady and a Ukrainian young yeah. lady and they both came out together yeah and sang a song one one verse in Russian, in one Russian, in U- Ukrainian, yeah. and then together. Yeah, and together. Then they led mm-hmm. the whole congregation in English together. Yeah. Oh, man, just that was beautiful. He Will Hold to, Me Fast was the name of that song. Right. Yeah. That's a great... If you haven't heard that one, look got, that one up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I fear my faith will fail, Christ will hold me fast. Is Boom. Yeah. It's really, it's really, really good. Yeah, we're and, gonna we're gonna be like throwing music at you, <laughs> so that you can fill your worship praise lists. Yeah. with these things, you don't have to work at this. You can rest. Yeah. your way into just add a new song Put once it on a week. Your yeah, iPod yeah, or your playlist. Yeah, your, your Spotify. Get a nice little city of light. Just just try. If you haven't listened to them, yeah, you know they're not. You know they're not the next greatest thing, but yep. they're just servants of God who love to write music for the church. Yeah, and yeah. so try them out. Um, yeah. I've got on um, on my uh, Spotify and a YouTube playlist where I just kind of keep adding to it. Okay, so I have one uh, in my office. I was just playing it before we came down here. Yeah, I call it my office playlist. Yeah, and if a song you know really has moved me or I, I added a bunch from our yeah <laughs> our sing conference into that and yeah. I just play it you know yeah. as I'm working as I'm writing my sermons uh, working through my sermons uh, you know that those really help yeah. me and and focus me and mm-hmm. 
call me and correct me. And yeah, man, it's good. Yeah, I fill you up. I had to apologize to you yesterday because I was playing Shane and Shane too loud in my office while you're working <laughs> on your stuff, and it's like, sorry for playing the stuff and, too loud. And what did I say? You said uh, you don't have to apologize for that. So. You can't play it too loud. <laughs> loud. It's <laughs> right. not possible. <laughs> not possible to play it too loud. Yeah, and it was really good. And one of the things I appreciated about Shane and Shane, uh, every, the, the good guys with great sense of humor, mm-hmm. they had a concert at ten forty-five at night. <laughs> They got booked late. <laughs> and they were joking with uh, about Keith and Kristen Getty and stuff. and Because right. they, they're they Irish, so they call them the Sheens. The Sheens. <laughs> the Sheens. And uh, this is funny. But they uh, said, yeah, you can play your music, but you're going to play it <laughs> at midnight. <laughs> at midnight. And no. it wasn't technically at midnight, but it, it was, I think, technically at midnight on the East Coast. So Right, yes. So we uh, – but they, they – after those introductory comments – Man, they just went to worship. They did. They just didn't mess around. It's like we're here to worship. There was more crying um, at that moment. Yeah, <laughs> from me. Yeah, and um, one elder who may not be mentioned by name, Roy. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, and, and Ryan. And right. Yeah. Um, I think my wife said something about that opening concert because she was standing next to Ryan. Oh, she said he was just singing his heart out. Oh, yeah. Uh, she said, I actually just stopped and listened to Ryan sing for a while. Yeah, and that's the that's what happens when you're in a body. Right. I, I met some friends that I didn't know before mm-hmm. sitting right next to us, and uh, they're from, yeah, had a nice little conversation. The dude, his he was a worship leader in their church in some Indianapolis somewhere, and he was giving me some harmonies that I had not heard before, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, man, I want to sing with him. And so there's this... And we're all focused on the words, which are theologically awesome. And right. my heart, it's your heart. It's your, your heart. heart and your head coming together. It's the words and the, you got to bring your heart to worship. And mm-hmm. then your voice gets engaged. And then it's like, oh, man, game yeah. game on for Jesus. Yeah. Um, That's, uh, you know, here, I think this is a, a truth we got to keep working through is um, COVID did something. To us in a negative fashion. Yeah. It, it pulled us apart, right? It, it sep- put space between yeah. us. Yeah. Um, and that was something that really hit me in this time with Shane and Shane, with all the worship and that kind of thing. Um, we, we couldn't be separated. In fact, the chairs were really close to each other. <laughs> they were linked up really tight. Um, you can see this on the video on the video too. Just look at, if they have a crowd whoa. shot, just look at how the crowd is packed in there. It reminded me of sitting in the big house this last Saturday at the football game. Yes. Uh, and you, you had like a solid 11 inches for, to, to right. fit your whole body into. Right. And so it's okay. If you're in the big house, it's going to be okay. Yes. You'll be, you can still be healthy on the other side but that closeness and i understand there there are some reasons for some people still not you know to have that kind of closeness but if if able there is power in that because you are you're hearing this person next to you and their the way in which the holy spirit is working and moving in them it it flows over it flows around to one another and that's that's how God created it it's good right and so we gotta we gotta fight for our closeness yeah, we got to start moving towards one another. Mm-hmm. You know, filling in those spaces between. And it's like, well, why do we need to do that? Well, because we need to worship in ways that the congregation leads. So, so are we still going to have worship leaders? Yes, right. 
because we need we need people to lead us. Right. Um, that's kind of the way David did it. He appointed leaders of songs back in the day, Asaph and others, and yeah. Korah, and all, all the sons of the Levites were leading in praise with instruments and with uh, cymbals and with, you know, so yeah. there were drums, there were horns, there were all kinds of stuff, lyres, um, and then the con- the voice of the congregation. Right. So, we have to do it do It's it time well. to snuggle up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and get our praise on, I'm telling you. But uh, can I, I just want to mention yeah. Um, with as we're kind of talking about how Shane Shane had a lot of Im- impact, it's kind of our favorite. It's I, they've been one of my favorite, I, and for me, it's not a band. Worship leaders. Yeah, they're right. wor- they don't yeah, do they're a not concert. A, yeah, they're, no, it's not a concert. They, they do worship Worsh- gatherings. Yeah, yeah, it's get let's wor- we're worshiping together. Yeah, um, I think it's all maybe all three of the pastors at Cornerstone's favorite worship leaders. Right. Um, but I was sitting in a breakout session with them. Yeah. Because um, I was like, oh. Breakout means I'm going to get to be in a smaller, smaller setting with them, and man, it was really good. And they were telling some more of their story and kind of joking, and then singing in between that and telling stories behind the songs. And yeah, they they were like, "Well, we're going to do one that's pretty familiar uh, to most of you, though we've rewritten it." Yeah, and uh, again, the the congregation, if you will, took yeah. over the song and sang it as it was as they the, knew it. The, yeah, the old the older <laughs> not, version, not as not Shane had yes. written it, mm-hmm. which was kind of funny. They and they were just like. Oh, okay. They We're gonna, went, yeah, they went with the congregation. They wanted the congregation should, to take over. Yeah. And in that moment for me, this was, I would say, my biggest, most moving spiritual moment of this conference was actually in the simplest time yeah. um, in, in many ways. It started singing, uh, As the Deer. Um, as the deer panteth for the water. Yeah. And as that began to play, um, I kind of, it was... Um, I, I left the room mentally, spiritually, was taken, kind of taken yeah. out of my bo- out of body experience by God. Yeah. And I, I heard him say, I heard God say to me, do you remember? And, uh, yeah. and then kind of like one of those weird TV shows transports you in time. Yeah. I was transported in my mind, in my heart. Um, this was a heart experience yeah. to Lake Ann Camp. When I was ten years old, and I was in the chapel yeah. uh, there, and we were singing, and this was a fairly new song at that time, right? Um, a new praise song, and it was during as the deer that God really laid on my heart and called me to pastoral ministry. Yeah, um, and I spent decades, <laughs> yeah. over a decade, I would say, yeah, um, fighting that call. Yeah, but I had submitted to it at that point. Yeah, you said yes. I said yes. Yeah. Yes, God. So that's what God was reminding you about. Remember when you, you remember? said when you said yes. When you said yes to pastoral ministry and yeah. um I, I very much did remember that yeah. commitment. Mm-hmm. And um uh, he was calling me. He, he was refocusing my, my heart to that call. Yeah. And reaffirming it and yeah. um it it built I was crying and my wife looked over at me and she's like, what are you, are you okay? Yeah. I, I get, you know, I was looking away that she was concerned. Yes. Right. <laughs> um, but it, it, I was overcome in yeah. that moment. Um, and the, I think what it was, was just, I was kind of letting down my stuff there yeah. a mm-hmm. bit mm-hmm. up to that point. And then g- g- my heart was really truly open at that moment for God to come in and speak. Yeah. And he did. Yeah. Um, and that, that for me was, that was my moment. Yeah, that's, <laughs> of the conference. that's really, really, really powerful. We all, as if you've been called to vocational ministry, if you're called as an elder, if you're called as a deacon by God, to it's a it's a calling. Mm-hmm. 
it's good to be able to remember that and to be and to re-cement that in. So mm-hmm. we need to, because ministry is hard, it's messy. Yeah. Uh, whenever you're with people like me mm-hmm. or you, it's it can be messy. We're all messy people, but we need to remember that God's calling. If He's called us, we need to. And if we said yes, you know, God doesn't force us. You know, He wants a willing participant. Right. And he, just, he calls us to remain faithful. Right. And He's called, I mean, He called, God's still calling people. Yep. And, and it's amazing how God can use music to remind us of those kinds of things. And yep. so, as we kind of wrap up our podcast today, um, we want to just encourage you. Uh, to to be adding praise as a major component, a major da- part, daily, yeah, a daily part, so that when we worship, to, when we worship God in daily worship, then we can be more ready for corporate worship, which is really that's the main, that's like the it's the culmination of a week. Yeah. You're preparing, yeah. Hopefully, I really believe this is what it should be looking like in me and yeah. us. Yeah, that all of us are preparing all week long for that celebratory coming together culmination yeah. for corporate worship. It's a call to. Yeah, I'm going to mention a book here. Yeah, I, I encourage you to get it. I think you got it. I did. And so this is "Be Thou My Vision." It has a nice little yeah. slot thing that you can pull out. Anyway, this is. It starts each day. It's 30 days readings. It's kind of like a personal worship. Yeah. So you can. The guy used the word liturgy. If you like that word, use it. If you don't, don't. Um, but it's a really a personal worship. It start and every day starts with the call to worship. Yeah. Here God called to you to worship through his word. How lovely is, this is day 21, how lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord of hosts. My soul longs, yes, faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh sing for joy to the living God. Mm. And that's just going to draw you right in, man. What? Or women. Right. What if, what if instead of filling our minds, our eye sockets, yeah, um, with social media at the beginning of our day, yeah, which is a temptation, or the weather, or the newspaper, or whatever else, yeah. What if we were to fill it that way, yeah. Not that you don't ever look at the newspaper, social media, that kind of thing. No, we got to be in both places. We need to be in God's word and in the world, right? Yep. So we're salt in, you know. But what a what a mm-hmm. powerful way um, that that leads you. Right? Yeah. That that's what liturgy is about. It's kind of leading you into the right place yeah. of worship and the word filling you in prayer. Yeah. Uh, that kind of thing. And some singing. They're yep. glory they have the glory glory to the Father in there every mm. day. So it's like I wasn't really familiar with that, but it's it's really good. Yeah. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now world without end. Let's go. Let's get back to the garden, right? Let's yeah. get, have God on the earth. Um, That's leading the power us. to change your day, folks. Yeah, it does. Yeah, worship does that because it focuses our eyes heavenward. Colossians 3.1 is just a powerful, powerful mm-hmm. verse. Seek things that are above, not earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden yep. with Christ in God. So, that's good. Preaching to the choir here. But mm-hmm. anyway, w- thanks so much for being a part of On, on Our Way Home podcast, watching and listening. Be a part of a good local church where you can worship corporately 
corporately, uh, be a part of a small group of people that you can encourage one another daily, mm-hmm. and then that'll help you to keep in step with Jesus. So thank you so much for being a part of On Our Way Home podcast. If you'd like to send us a little note, uh, I created a little uh, email address. So it's Cornerstone On Our Way Home. Cornerstone on our way home at Gmail. Let us know that you're listening or yeah. what you appreciate. Or if you've got a worship song or something that's really speaking to you, yeah, let, let us, us know. know. I'll yeah. add it to my office worship playlist. Yeah, Pastor Joel will uh, put it in his Spotify, and we'll uh, be able to encourage one another that way. So, thank you so much for being a part of this today, and we will catch you next time. Yeah.